Yo, what's up, party people? It's Darsh here, and we'd like to welcome you back to season three. This time around, we got brand new discussions and some new surprise guests as well. Hey guys, it's Yash. If you want to be kept up to date on everything, please be sure to like and follow us on Instagram at Brown and Proud. What's poppin', guys? It's Ishan. We'd like to personally thank all of you for the support so far. As long as y'all keep listening, we will keep creating. So let us know if there's anything specific y'all want to hear from us. Hey guys, it's Sagar. We're in a very special position this time of year. The election is coming up, and this is the time to enact change. If you want your voice to be heard, make sure to go out and vote. Remember, episodes dropping every Friday. Brown and proud. being warned there will be spoilers for the netflix documentary the social dilemma what's up party people it's your boy biziv aka biziv one back on the mic after season two's big bomb i'm here with my fellow guests iceman soggy pebble and of course vision what up what up, what up? Guys, I got a great episode for you today. Um, why don't you guys introduce yourselves for me real quick? Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, my name is Ishan, a.k.a. Uh, Ishan1. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome back to the podcast. Soggy, you want to open up? What do we have on the docket today? Dude, we're just, um, I don't know. Some of us have seen this recent documentary called Social Dilemma. So I thought we'd like, you know, take a gander at it, you know, just, just, just mm, talk gander. about it. Take a gander at the social you, dilemma. You, you, tell me what gander means. I don't know what gander means. It's, it's like I think it's a herd of geese. 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 Herd of, herd of geese. So let's take a herd of geese to the social <laughs> dilemma, bro. Who's bringing the popcorn? Wait, can they even eat popcorn? Yeah. yeah we can can eat I think it's a rice that they have a version to. Mm. Nice. Okay. So, so we're watching the social dilemma with geese? I like it. <laughs> Wait, we're not so, watching it now. We've already watched it. Yeah, we already watched. Except for Yash. I well, like. What do you expect? Yeah. He already knows everything. He's yeah, a genius, bro. isn't he? Yeah, I'm built different. Psych. Oh, <laughs> intellectual. I thought, I thought you were being nice to me today, guys. You know what? I have an announcement to make. I'll be leaving Brandon Pratt. I'll see y'all later. That's fine. <clears throat> Don't go. Um, and your input is very valid to my podcast, Yosh. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, Biz, what were your what were your uh, thoughts on the documentary? I thought it was um, shed a lot of light on yeah how we're built as a human being uh, to kind of deal with like so many eyes on us all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I kind of took it in the perspective of you can't have everyone be a leader, right? There are people like Obama. There are people like Donald Trump. um, There are people like Michael Jordan, LeBron James. They're used to the spotlight and they have the psychology built up for it um, that they can handle so many people watching them, watching what they do, um, Mm -hmm. breaking down their decisions and all that. And then, you know, the documentary literally said we as a species are not built to have 7 million people following us and looking at everything that we do, like right. as a whole. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense too. I've seen so many NFL players kind of like, you know, 
crumble mm-hmm. under pressure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I liked – it definitely shed a light on, like, the things going on behind our computers or our phones or whatever, you know. And um, I don't know if I should spoil it for people, but, like – I mean, I guess we're talking about it, so. Yeah, hey, if you haven't seen it, watch it. What? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, go watch it if you guys haven't. But um, anyways, it, I like the representation that they put in the in the documentary of like they had like the the two parts where it's like the actual documentary part and then they had like the representation of like an actual what an actual family goes through and then they showed that representation of like the the people behind the phone and i think that whole thing like put it into perspective for me like because because it's happened to me where we we've even tested it at home where we have devices that are not connected to each other and we'll we'll go on talking about stuff and um couple hours later i'm doing something on my phone and like i see something similar like to, to what i was talking about and like you always think like how does that happen or like you think it's just out of coincidence but it's it's like purposely put there it's there for a reason oh for sure they are just yeah. collecting all this data and yeah. literally using it flipping it around using it within the next like 40 seconds yeah there's that running meme of like uh, take your husband's phone and just say your um, or not your husband. Take your fiance's phone and describe your ring into his mic when he's not looking, yeah, and then he'll get yeah. all these ads for the yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The what is- AI, the AI that they put into it, it like <clears throat> it was kind of like a cheesy concept, but like the the way they represented it was still like interesting. Yeah, like, they, they like they peered into your life. And they're like, okay, there's this girl that he likes. Put more of her onto Put this more. guy's page yeah. so that he has more interaction with Instagram, yeah. Facebook. And then they get, um, you know, the revenue into that and all that. So. Yeah. And then even when they were, even when he, he was like not using his phone. And like the interesting part to me was when it, whenever he, he like put his phone to the side and uh, they were trying to, like the people behind his phone were trying to figure out how to get him to interact again. Uh, they had like percentages where like, oh, if we push a whole bunch of like extreme center content, um, there's like a 63% chance that he'd come back. Mm-hmm. But they were like, we can't lead with that. That'll keep him glued to his phone, but that's not going to get him to start interacting. 63% isn't good enough. And so then they led with the girl that he liked to get him to, to get back on his phone. And then like slowly they pushed all that extreme center content. They just kept him glued to his phone. And like mm. that was really interesting to me. You know, after watching that uh, documentary, I did a, like a lot more reading on um, this whole Twitter, uh, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, yeah. And I came across a bunch of articles uh, that talked about like the more filtered or the more happier your posts are, it suggests the lonelier or more miserable you are. Mm. Really? Which, which really, like, I went into this huge rabbit hole on digging into that after I came across the first few articles um, suggesting yeah. that. So Wait, so the, so the more happier you you show yourself you to be, yeah, the more lonely you actually are. Yeah, yeah. Right. I've I've read about that too. 
Because like that when you're online, you you post. You don't post for yourself. You post for other people, right? For other people. And so when you post yourself as happy, that tends. I don't know if this is a fact, but that gets more likes or it makes you seem like a better, like happier person, a good person to mm-hmm. be around. Mm-hmm. But then like that's all just a persona. When like in life, you're like actually like depressed or suffering or whatever. But yeah, I've actually heard about that. Like even though you may seem happy and like you post happy, you're like not as well off like IRL. Mm. I feel like it's important mm-hmm. to point out the statistic that they had. Like, um, once Facebook came out in like 2011, like the amount of deaths per teenage girls went up by like 70, percent and then the deaths of preteen girls went up by 150. Like yeah. Wait, like, why? Insane. Why would this happen? It, it's see, because see, of look, this whole. But that, that's one of my I. I documentary as a whole really like made me mad but like i'll go about that like later on but like one thing about that statistic <laughs> is they're blaming a hundred percent on social media and they're not yeah, realizing right. that it's like the people like oh, okay like that the before social media that happened irl too because of people and after social media just because the medium and the the, the way that they interacted changed the people that caused the uh, other person like commit suicide or be depressed or whatever that's the main cause it wasn't the social media so that's oh, like sorry. one of my big things that i hated about that documentary is that they did they always blamed everything bad on the on the media on the technology they didn't blame it on the people that were doing the the bad things mm. so so what you're saying is like it was already bad before it's just because social media came out it was easier to spread the bad yeah i'm saying like the root cause of the people causing whatever the people that are bullying are the same it's just that just because the method has changed that statistic has increased and there's and there's so many other factors that go into like like debts right you can't like completely like 100 percent blame it on facebook or what you know no, yeah i agree but like i feel like even in the documentary they talked about like okay like we get that <clears throat> social media is a good thing and i think they did like they they blamed um like the people as well, I think. Like they were saying, like they they brought up the examples of like the hate groups, ISIS, um, anti-vax, right. all those people who are like forcing, like they know what they're doing with the platform. Like they know the plat- platform is a good thing, um, to spread like awareness or something. But at the same time, like it's also easy to push this propaganda that you want. Mm-hmm. So I think they know that like people are the problem as well um i just think the documentary didn't do i don't think the documentary did enough justice for the the pros of social media bro yeah i mean but i think i think that's i the feel point. like i feel like the pros of social media is literally um just for businesses right like the only thing i can think as a benefit is like if i look at ishan's story and he's like showing pizza i might have just finished eating lunch and i'll see that pizza i'm like damn i want pizza now too dang but other than that it's like all i see is like especially like the younger younger crowd right it's you're posting and you're seeing things that are literally highlights of other people's lives and so you're starting to romanticize what other people's lives look like then you compare your life to the highlight version of their life and then you suddenly start feeling down about how normal your life seems in light of theirs. I think I, I, agree, I agree with that point where it's like, I mean, people aren't going to share 
obviously like the the down points of their lives, right? So you only ever see like the good and the positive. There's very rare people that actually like open up about that on social media. So I guess I kind of see where that where you're coming from on that point, where it's like you kind of you start to idealize someone without really knowing who they actually are. You just see like that oh they have this big house and they have these cars or whatever you know whatever else it may be mm-hmm. but um can't, can't that also lead to like some sort of like motivation like uh i don't i don't know whenever i see like these people who like have like all these cars who are successful it just kind of like it kind of drives me to become better in my own way yeah and i think it, that's all like how you how you perceive it right like a lot of people would take that as um sort of like they would compare themselves to it and feel down whereas other people like it just it's just on a mindset i guess Mm -hmm. i feel like another pro is always just like like it's it's staying connected to the world and they explained that in the very beginning like man is a social animal so like a pro would be just like oh you see your friend who you haven't talked to in like a year or since the beginning of quarantine you see that Mm -hmm. oh he's doing well you see that he's doing well and then you like get that urge to text him or whatever like i I don't know what pros you had in mind though i think i think that was the biggest one because like especially in this time of quarantine the only way that we stayed connected with people was through social media and like when we think of social media immediately we automatically think of connecting to people and like being there when we're not actually there and so like all the all the cons and everything that they mentioned in the documentary those all come secondary after we realize like the true like Mm -hmm. hidden part of social media yeah i guess when you put it in that perspective like we would none of us would be talking really without like during this time like during these last nine months right like there'd be so much less interaction and then like in the documentary when he had to put away his phone for like a week it that's nearly impossible because yeah, of all the benefits that we have from it yeah yeah like you're I saying guess, is I, it go ahead sorry go ahead no you're uh, good no i was i haven't watched the documentary obviously but when you say like put your phone down because of all the benefits do you oh, mean, the, like, okay so in the documentary the guy had to put away his phone for a week right what i'm mom yeah, he made a bet with his mom that he can go weak. He didn't last, of course. But like in the in the in the documentary, it showed like the bad side of social media, like baited him into picking up his phone again. Which no. I think is completely extreme and that doesn't happen. But like I don't think we could go the seven weeks because we wouldn't be connected like to the people we care about or want to be with. That's where I think we would break down those seven oh, in those okay. seven weeks. And then so what I'm saying is like a benefit of social media is what would get us out of those seven days of not using it. Not necessarily, like, the temptation aspect like they displayed in the documentary. Dude, I, yeah, that's another thing I hated about that part of the documentary, dude. Like, that com- that seemed completely fantasized. Wait, the part where... Yeah, they, even, like, even, like, where the... Like, where the like, yeah, yeah. Like, your ex-girlfriend now has a new boyfriend and they pushed the notification out for him. Like, I've never <laughs> heard or seen that happen before. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel like more of the so that wasn't believable for me but m- some of the more believable parts was like like all the content 
that was being pushed to him, like based on his search history, right? Um, and then even in the doc documentary, they were saying like, if you search up something based on your region, it'll give you a different result because people around oh, you are yeah, yeah. that same way, right? That so was like, really interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like personally, like for me, I feel like it's after watching that, I feel like it's affected me for sure because uh, we were talking about it just a few days ago, but there's like, there's a lot of things that maybe I don't know about or that I've heard that for me, that's my reality. Like that's the knowledge I have of it, whether or not I've researched it. Like that's, that's the content that's been pushed to me. So, and even if I look it up, like I'm going to get personalized content, right? Even if I search something up. And so my understanding or my reality of something may be completely different from say like my sisters, right? Like that's how, like we were talking about it the other day and it's like, a lot of the things that I see, she has never heard or seen about, even though it's like front, like in my mind, it's like front and center, right? Or it should be. So. I think, I think one thing we need to take away from that documentary is like, I, I feel like we need to look at those two, like the, the actual interviews that they had and yeah. the, like the fantasized part as two different things. Like it was just like trying yeah. to convey a yeah. similar message, but they definitely took that to the extreme. Yeah, but like what they said in the interviews, really, like that was what blew my mind. Yeah, well, it's like, the you did know about all that before. No, I mean no, I knew like, some of it, like the the Google searches. I how, didn't like, know that they, Google search part. Where just yeah. to put it in context for Yash, it's um, uh, say you live in a red state. If you type, you know how Google has suggestions to finish your sentence. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're in a red state, this is just an example. I don't know if it was directly given from the document, but it, if you go, is COVID, then say you're in a Republican state, it'll finish off the sentence saying a hoax versus if you're in, like, a big city, it'll say, is COVID, and it'll say dangerous or around me. or Like, it'll literally change your filled-in sentence. Oh. Wait, that's real? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. that's what Ishan was talking about, where it like changes based on the area that you live in. And and it, I can confirm that it's real because I have, like, we we tried it with cousins in in Maryland. No. Or I nearly tried it with a cousin in Maryland, and the same search gave different autocomplete queries. I bet and it can also happen from person different. to person. Yeah, yeah. Definitely That's based on what crazy. you've been like you watching on YouTube, Netflix, it'll probably mm -hmm. populate. You see, I knew all that and I knew like, you know, that um Facebook, you know, tries to um, I guess just push ads on you. But what like I didn't know was like every like thing that they put onto Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's like to keep you even more engaged yeah. in the post. Like see, the like button is this color because it tries to engage you even more. That's why mm. I didn't really find it like surprising and eye opening. Cause like, not to be like, oh, like all oh, high brain or whatever, but like, <laughs> I kind of knew about all this like before going into it. And so, like, I consider myself a low social media user anyway. And I already knew all this happens, but like, I got to the point where like, I know it happens. I know how to keep myself safe from it. So, like, if you individually can't really do anything to change it, the only thing you can do is really limit yourself. Because, like, even they said in the documentaries, the the big corporations, the, the multi-billion dollar corporations, they're pretty much their own governments. 
They can mm-hmm. do whatever they want. They don't there's have no, laws. They don't yeah, have there are no rules. regulations for their online platform. Just so because like, of the amount of money they have and stuff. That and like one thing they brought up is like cell phone companies. They have laws and regulations so that like the government or anyone can't figure out like who you called at like X time. But like online, there's no laws or any regulations for that. It's literally like mm-hmm. free territory to do whatever the companies want. And so now that the companies mm-hmm. are established and they have all the money in the world, they're literally untouchable. And that was the whole Mark Zuckerberg thing over summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. That's wacky, bro. I, I should I, watch I, this movie. It's actually a really good documentary. There was one quote in it that I just like, I was looking at it like, dang, this, it's, there are only two industries that call their customers users. Illegal drugs and software. Yep. <laughs> no. Yeah. So it's just like it like shows puts into perspective like oh th- so they're trying to do exactly what drugs yeah. do you know it, it keeps you addicted keeps get you, you hooked in, bro that's all they want get you do. hooked yeah try to get you to like oh click on this ad and this ad based on your search history from this day or last month. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted. Yeah, I mean, so I the when we talk about like the the dude that made a bet with his mom to put down his phone for seven days, I thought that was unrealistic too, right? Because like you have so many other things going on in your life, you're not just gonna sit there in your room doing nothing all day, yeah. right? If, I could, but, I could sleep. For a he really, yeah, he really had no life in that documentary. And one <laughs> other thing that I, one other thing that I found super unrealistic even before that was at the dinner ta- at the dinner table when they were putting away their phones and. They put them in that little kitchen safe thing, and the girl goes and gets a hammer and breaks the glass to get her phone. Cause and it was like literally thirty seconds, not even thirty seconds. It was 30 seconds. She's like I need it. She was so addicted she couldn't live without it. Well, yeah. I think I think there's something to be said on um, Brown and Proud podcasters that you know you guys have that filter already in your head, but. Um, the way I've seen social media uh, mature uh, across a large demographic is exactly in this way where you are scrolling for literally four hours nonstop. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you guys at this um, unrelatable part of the documentary, uh, I think it's kind of just your own personal thing, but I've seen it hundred percent where you're scrolling you're imitating, you're feeling low, you're feeling addicted, um, and you really need that next time to like put your thumb onto that glass to see what's going on everywhere else. Mm-hmm. See, see, this is where, like, this is what I was saying earlier. Like, it seems unrealistic to put your phone away for seven days, but I feel like a more realistic point of view would have been to delete the app. Yeah, just delete the apps and then delete the apps. And and I like, I'm not saying. I, I I actually disagree with you and in, in, in like I I'm not controlled within my social media, but at the same time I'm not I'm not addicted enough that I'm like on it twenty four seven. I'm yeah. on, I feel like when I'm on social media, it's purely out of boredom. Like I have nothing else to do. That's yeah, when yeah. I'm on social media. Do so social media is like obviously like Instagram, Snap, TikTok, whatever, right? Yeah. But do but do like websites like netflix or stuff like that like i don't think netflix counts but like uh reddit reddit is one social media is one like you're like like, interacting with like other people oh okay i think that's where like the big part of social media and like just whatever netflix and whatever 
Because, like, even YouTube has a social media part of it because there's, like, comments and, like, likes and whatever. I feel yeah. like whenever you start interacting with people, that's when the actual social media aspect. Or, like, yeah, yeah, the idea of social media comes up, yeah. Yeah, they brought up YouTube a lot with, like, the whole, um, like, the one, what was he, a Swedish German dude? Yeah, um, with the recommendation uh, who, who, algorithm. Recommendation. He yeah. He came up with the recommendation algorithm, and, like, it just, like, pushes um, – it just pushes your your mind to go into that, like like Kyrie Irving said, a rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. But a recommendation algorithm should technically be a good thing because it's, it's about what you want to see. And so the algorithm right. is just benefiting you. Mm-hmm. Where it takes a turn is when you go down the rabbit hole. After that yeah. initial click into a... I think they have like conspiracy theory like videos like tagged. So even if you click one, they recommend all of them, bro, because they the know they know that's where the clickbait is. Yeah, and you'll you will fall down that rabbit hole every time. Mm-hmm. But this, yeah, I feel like what the documentary was also trying to show was that it's not only about like your capacity to either go or not go down true, the rabbit true, hole, yeah. but it's the actual corporations and the creators, the programmers that are literally studying psychology in order to get you hooked and addicted like they are playing the game of one-to-one how do we get this user addicted yeah because like i think that's the really frightening part about it and as it evolves we are getting more like nose into the phone type of thing back in my time when we were growing up it was common to (laughs) say things like (laughs) Oh, his face is down a bottle, right? Like, but now it's common for like teenagers to have their face in their phone, you know? Yeah, I feel like what makes it even scarier is like at the end they even said like all those all those CEOs of or presidents of Google, Facebook, they also admitted that they got stuck in the algorithm as as well themselves. Knowing, yeah, knowing exactly what's happening. No, yeah, knowing all this stuff, they got stuck in that algorithm. So that's even more scary. Like even even aware of that they couldn't get out of their own loop yeah that's scary dude it's impossible to get out though yeah especially yeah like i was gonna say especially in like today's like given that uh, not even like even if we uh don't count like the pandemic like even in just today's world it's almost impossible to not have like any type of social media you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like yes you could you could delete the app and do whatever you want but like it's just i feel like it we're all so connected it's it's hard to let go of that you'll feel something is obviously missing. You'll, yeah you you'll feel it. something is missing i feel like one thing to note is like today nowadays everyone gets their news off of these apps news or like, fake news no, I'm talking about like actual news and like, obviously it's, it can be tailored into fake news, which is where it becomes bad. But like no one watches the news channel, right? No one watches the weather channel. You see all that stuff off of your phone, off of Instagram, off of Facebook. You, the first thing you open is your phone. And the first thing, like if there's snow on that day, you don't look outside the window. You look at your phone and you see someone's story that there's snow. Wow. So true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and after that then you go check if there's snow but like it's just like that's one thing like it's it's we can't disconnect from the internet like we could turn off 
our notifications all we want. We can delete the apps, but like at the end of the day, we get our news from these apps. Yeah. Here's a side question. I'm actually curious about this. When you guys post um, something in your story, do you guys prefer that your friend, you know, leave that quick reaction fire emoji or like that um, one remark like, oh, nice versus actually talking to your buddy um, and going like, hey, look, this is what I did this weekend and showing them a picture. And then you guys actually having conversation about it. Like, how do you guys like, which do you prefer? Personally, I, go for it, Yosh. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say I like the the actual conversation. Like, if I interact with someone, like I think throughout the semester, whenever we did things um, with our friends, anytime I'd see someone else, I'd be like, "Hey, look at these pictures." I just scroll through all of them. I like that. Um, but at the same time, like exactly what they said in the 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 documentary, there's like a dopamine effect that comes from like a like or a reaction. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's, like, I don't post that often, and I don't. None stories, of us really do. I think we're all pretty uh, handicapped yeah. there. I think I've posted, like, twice this year. Um, <laughs> Which is the most probably out of all of us. It's the most. That, 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 it, it is, it is most, actually. It's the most. He posts the most at all. Dang, what a problem. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not addicted. I can't believe you. Soggy, you're addicted. Soggy, we're also <laughs> addicted, bro. <laughs> but, um, but I like seeing the comments that come up with the quick reactions. Like yeah, I, yeah. it makes me feel good. Like, uh, yeah, like whenever you, whenever you first hit those hundred likes, you felt good, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes, I'm not talking about the likes. I'm talking about when you story oh, something. Story. Like, do you prefer? No. I prefer an, a real interaction. You do. That's like, interesting. Yeah. But um, for me personally, I don't use my story to like tell people about my day. I use it to convey information. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I do the same thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like if if I if something happened in my day, I'll go. I literally go talk to them, like I'll I'll hop on Facetime with them or like uh like a Discord or whatever. You know, yeah, it's I'll funny. It's funny. Like I haven't I, I haven't actually thought about like my preference in that. I really don't care if people react or don't, or like talk or don't. You know what I'm saying? Like if I post and they see it like i don't i actually don't even check if like who saw it or how many people saw it i just post it you know what i'm saying like i don't go back and check like oh this is how many people saw it or i got a message or a dm like if i get it i get it and i'll interact with them but i haven't like, actually thought about like oh this guy only yeah. reaction you honestly new. really don't care about it yeah yeah i'm the yeah. same way like i'm i'm to the point where i don't even post on my story anymore i don't even yeah. have instagram the ability to access my camera to post a story bro <laughs> it's just, just i don't find it worth my time so like why would i even worry about it yeah see i think i'm slightly different than y'all and i guess we're just going into like our what do you mean yeah i'm i'm like the person that like okay majority of people on my instagram i don't care if they liked it but i'm looking like that for that specific few people to like it like once like they he looks for if I like it or not. If Yosh liked like, it once, once Yosh liked it, then I'm like, all right, then I can I turn off notifications and I'm done. Yeah. But I need Yosh to see my story. I need Yosh to like my posts, and then I feel okay. Exactly, bro. I feel yeah. you. Yeah. Really I feel okay. So I I feel the same way about posts, but like when in like the the specifically talking about stories, I don't care. Like a, anywhere I post a story. 
it's like stories are only up for 24 hours anyway. And usually like, as you said, when I post a story, it's just like to tell people about something, you know, like something specific or whatever. So it's just like, I don't really care if you see it, if you interact, if you don't, I don't care. You know, I'm just posting it. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there. It's up to you if you want to, you know, do whatever you want with it. But with posts, I think it's different. Like I'm on, I'm, I'm on board with you about posts. Like if I post, I want a specific, like a specific set of people to like see it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It means me. It, yeah. I mean, but it's not like it's not like oh, I need to like Yush needs to see this and he needs to like it. But I would like it if. I posted and some and those specific people saw it. Will you bring it up to them if you didn't see them like it or comment? No, no. See, that's what that's where like that's why I really get yeah, mad no. at people on social media. We're like society that just builds up. Inside. Like whenever they post, like and comment on my reason. Go, yeah, go like that, and comment yeah. from Snapchat. I don't, I don't go, I don't like go like and comment on on Instagram. I'm not gonna lie, I I did that for for two for two of my posts, like at the very beginning, like whenever I first started using Instagram, but it's like. I, I genuinely don't care anymore. Like, I'm not going to go tell people, like go out of my way to tell people, go check out my post. I would, I would, I would like it if somebody saw it and commented, but like, I, you know, it's like, whatever. It's ridiculous. I it, it's out there. But I feel like at the same time, like the people who do that, um, like they have a reason to do that. Like they have like, I'm thinking about like a specific person in my mind right now who like posts on his story about stocks on his other page. So he's like trying mm-hmm. to grow that. But see, that that's brand. that's different. That's I would say that's like personal growth or like that's like branding, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or even like like uh, messages that want to be sent out, like political messages or whatever, like that. Mm-hmm. I, I I would accept those, but like someone that like has like a regular post and then they take that post and put it on their story and then put it on another app and like go like and comment. Like what's the point of that? You're actually like begging for it at that point. Or out like their face or whatever. Just so like, Oh, what what kind of face was it? Or they put the the picture. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Not going to lie. I I did that. You know why? Why? No, like, do you know why I'm like asking? Like, oh, I thought you're, I thought you're gonna tell me. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm ready for this intellectual like psychology, bro. Like, tell me. No, I was like genuinely wondering, like, like at that time, do you know like why you were doing it? I think so. Your sister got to you. Yeah. No, I I was actually gonna say that. I'm not even gonna lie. Calm because... people out now. No, I'm just saying, like, she she's like, I don't know. She, I feel like she's big on Instagram. Well, she, yeah, she, I mean, she's like, yeah, she's like social media savvy. I don't know how you, what yeah. you call it. Yeah, exactly. like, None like, of us think, just call her that. But. Yeah, no. And, and I totally agree with that. I mean, I think it was just, it, it, it had been a while since I posted. And so when I posted for the first time, it felt good. And then it was like, oh, well, you know what? Since I haven't posted in a long time, I'll go post it on my story or like, you know, put it on Snapchat or something like that. But like quickly, I realized it. Like, I don't care, you know, <laughs> go to my post. Don't go to my post. I, I put it out there. See my cute face. Like it. If you want comment, call me cute, whatever. I'll, I'll always <laughs> comment. You're cute. <laughs> I feel like another thing we should talk about is like how that 11 year old was addicted to 
they said snips, but it, I think they were just like, yeah, it was snips. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not done with that first part though. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I, so the reason I found that, or the reason I posed that question was because I caught, like I caught into Instagram, like in its early and transitional phase. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found it to be really annoying um, in my regular life because I would post something on my story and then the next time I would see like a buddy like or an acquaintance they would literally bring up that fact of my life like from two months ago right Mm -hmm. and I'm not even thinking about that at that point I've already lived two more months of my life right right and I don't know it was like oh oh yeah I saw you did this over uh blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. and I'm like wow like these like in my life they're kind of like their acquaintances so they're more random people in my life right but they know like they have access to what i did even though i was myself the guy that posted it right Mm -hmm. it's not like i volunteered that information to that person particular person or um in that conversation right but it's just something that they can reference because i posted it like on social media myself right you guys get what i'm saying so it was like the organicness of me sitting there and like whipping out my phone like oh hey check this out this is what i did like last Mm -hmm. week or two weeks ago versus some guy telling me oh hey i saw you did this a couple months back like it then it started getting a little creepy or weird to me yeah i've i've definitely experienced that actually it was with the podcast actually whenever we first started the podcast and uh we all posted right Mm -hmm. and i think recently couple weeks back somebody had come into town and we had like obviously social distance but like we were we met outside and they're like oh I I heard about you doing this podcast and I've been listening to it and it's and so like that kind of hit me like it's been a while since I since I posted and it wasn't even an actual Instagram post it was a story so it was up for 24 hours Mm -hmm. like yeah I've had that same but would you not take that as a positive that they looked at it I would and they I like think, they kept it in their mind for like months, and then yeah. they like talked to you about it. I would think of it as more of a positive. I thought I thought that's where business was going. I, I thought he was going to go more positive too, but I also <laughs> see how like like you said, it could be like annoying or like kind of weird that they remember that for such a long time when it was just like such a small thing. Yeah, I guess to me, I I don't know. I guess I value information a little too much more than like the layman. Um, mm-hmm. I, it might be like a psychological thing or something. I don't know why, but like it just bothers me when someone can reference something from that long ago. And then to the point where like, if you're not even keeping in touch with that person, then the next time you meet them, like they just have access to that information. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess I see where you're coming from too, from like, I don't know if you're thinking about this right now, but like, as you were saying that I was thinking like, if this person is coming to meet you, they could just pull up your social, your, your like social page and figure out what you did just to make conversation type of thing, you know? Yeah. Because you've been so disconnected and they don't want to feel awkward about it. Yeah. But I feel like in that way, like the organicness of a conversation or relationship kind of mm-hmm. goes away. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. 
Wait, sorry. So what were you saying before I backtracked? Oh, I was just gonna, you know, completely sh- on Snapchat. Um, yeah. Like it, even in like the documentary, like obviously this is a very extreme, but like the 11 year old who just got her phone was addicted mm-hmm. to Snap. Like she yeah. was. I feel like that's a that's a huge thing. Especially still today, like honestly, I was at some point addicted to Snap too. I had it on my hot bar, like an idiot. Wow, dude, Ooh. on your hot bar? Oh my god! Is that the little bottom part of your phone? Yeah, your quick access. <laughs> I have. Yes, I, is it still on there? No, it was never on there. It's just the default apps. Crap, mm. you can't see. Oh, there you can. Nice. It's just the call Safari something else but snap is literally one of the worst social media platforms out there honestly even now like I, like obviously there are like it's okay like when we have like a group of people and we're just like showing something like oh look what i made like that's okay mm-hmm. but like those snaps that like you know like people like yush send like just like the half face just for streaks i don't I'll, send that okay you know, streaks is all about engagement I yeah first of all yeah, first of all i want to i want to completely shit on streaks okay it is the most – let me actually tell you. I'm not just shitting on it because I think it's stupid. I think it – like what Bizzle was saying, it takes away from the organicness of actually having a conversation because I cannot tell you um, when I used – when I was – when I first got into Snapchat and I started doing streaks, right? And I regret this so much because I wasted so much of my life being like paranoid about it, right? But it's like because you send streaks – and you're not actually having a conversation. You're just sending something to somebody just to keep that streak alive. You, you like, you're meant, you're Almost like it's a game. It's not even a conversation. Yeah, your mindset just changes. You don't actually want to have a conversation with that person. You're it's just keeping them just for the sake of keeping that number with the little fire emoji next to it. Like, you just want to keep that alive. So you lose the whole essence of actually talking to that person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you stop caring about who the person is. That person could be anybody on the planet. You just want to keep that number alive. That's why you're snapping them. Yeah, Snapchat was smart when they did that because they don't need to retain your engagement. They yeah. made you make retain one other person engagement. retain on that. Exactly. App, and then yes. not just spread exponentially for every single person. That, um, funnily enough, had been introduced in a different light by Facebook. Um, they used to call it poke wars where you would just poke the other person. You're it had literally no no impact on like get staying in touch or anything but you just like you see the notification that someone poked you you poke them back then they poke you the next time they open them and that's literally <laughs> what it was yeah I, re- I remember doing the poke wars but it was just like me and one friend every like four months would poke each other once and then we <laughs> never poke each other <laughs> but yeah no it, it's it's honestly it's a disease in my opinion like honestly the the streaks are a disease and yeah. i but I guess Snap, Snap is doing exactly what they want to do, right? They keep yeah. you engaged. They op- make you open the app, and then they make you swipe all the way to the right to see stories and then whatever featured ads they have or whatever. Yeah. No, I think I think the way the whole – like kind of getting more technical here, but like the whole Snap platform is very clever. Like mm-hmm. you you scroll, you, you swipe left, you see all your friends, you engage with them, you can see their stories. Right. Once you click on a story, it takes you two pages to the right and you can see other people's stories. You can see a whole bunch of discover stories. And then within those stories, there's ad, there's so many ads within the stories. Right. And so it's like, once you, once you click on a story, 
like for me personally, it's like the this week's top fails or something like that, right? Like something funny, right? I click on that and I'll see maybe five or six ads watching the whole story of like a hundred snaps, whatever it is, right? And then but you never know when it actually ends because now what Snap does is that when that story ends, it autom- it, it fluidly transitions into the next one. So you don't so you know. Don't actually, so you don't actually know when you switch the story unless you're like actively paying attention to the content that's in it. Yeah, it's true. Another thing about Snap, uh, I have a friend whose mom works at a cybersecurity company and mm-hmm. nobody in his family is allowed to have Snapchat because of how much of a security concern it is. Yeah, like the, I mean, talking about just freaking mom. location. Yeah, it's like everyone, even even like close, pro- even people who live in, like, I guess in the same household as her. You know what's even what's even more creepy about Snap? Like, the, obviously, the whole location thing, where like you can share your location with people, and that it's defaulted to on unless you manually turn it off. Yep, yep. Is that people can see when you're in a car, when you're driving, when you're listening to music? Yeah, that's crazy, right? Wait, what? Yes. If I turn on my music and I share my location with you guys, you guys could go into Snap and see that I'm listening to music. If I'm driving, the thing the thing has a freaking it's meter in it. Yeah, it has I'm, a car. If, if you're flying, it has a like a plane emoji. If you're yeah. on a boat, it has a boat emoji on it. Yeah, like it knows exactly what you're doing. It's just crazy. And then there was this whole thing. I don't know if it's true or not. But you know, like the snaps you send, they supposedly disappear. Well, they're all like racked up on some snaps. Of course, of course. I mean, obviously, yeah, that's like super messed up too. I feel like yeah. nothing that you've ever deleted or you think is deleted is actually deleted. Yeah, except to you, you can never access it. Again. Yeah, you'll never access it again. But someone has it somewhere. Someone yeah. can always see it. Remember that. That kissy face you made just to that girl. It's, oh. it's on some server. <laughs> I can be honest. Is anybody actually gonna go back and access that information? I'm I'm sure it's just stored, right? It's, it's just stored, stored for like if like something illegal happens or whatnot. Yeah. But like just knowing the fact that it is there is kind of unsettling. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's the same with like Google Photos. Like they know your exact location when you take the photo. Dude, they know to like the 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 time. What you gonna call it? The What's the point called with the decimals? Uh, coordinate? coordinate? Yeah, they know your coordinates. Yeah. The point called with the decimals. Dude, come yeah, on. Yeah, bro. They <laughs> yeah they, they, they know your because it's on, it's on your Google location and it just pins it where you took those pictures. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll be, I'll be driving around. Like this is during school, right? And if I take a picture and I'll come back home and be like, revisit your trip to, you know. Yeah. And it'll, be, it'll tell me exactly where I was. And they'll tell me all the pictures I took. Dang. Are you stalking? At this location last year, this is what you were yeah. doing. I mean, the photos, like the, like the iOS Photos app does that too. It pins your location where you took the photos. So you can search up a location. It'll give you all the photos from there. Yeah, Instagram does the same. You know how it has the highlights that you can make? Oh, right, right. Yeah. And then you can like put the little location mark and it'll tell you exactly where it was. No, no, no <laughs> not even that. Like, um, oh. I have like a bunch of grayed out highlights that it's suggesting me to post. And it literally has like New York, Texas, Virginia. Like it has, and I never even wrote like that that's the state that the pictures are from. Interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. But I guess it's a part of us now, right? 
Like, and highlights that. are for stories, like, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they're not from posts. Yeah. For posts, you so, can edit them and put the little like location thing on it, and it'll show you exactly where it was. Yeah. I think I think one thing we kind of didn't talk about, or we briefly talked about from the documentary, was like how social media is literally just selling the data. It's not even selling data. It's selling the users. They said that in the thing too. That's, that is what got to me. I, yeah. That scared me. It's like, they're not selling anything else. They're selling you. Like you are the product. Which Here's one quote. Uh, here's one quote. We live in a world where a tree is worth more dead than alive. Where a, where, where a whale is worth more dead than alive and as long as our economy keeps working that way the trees will be destroyed the whales will be killed and this is just a short-term thinking based on the religion of profit at all costs now the only thing um, that can wake us up from this whole social dilemma is if that we see that we're now the tree and we're now the whale and we're being sold Hmm. I, i thought that was like dang like they they pulled it all the way from like, like a dead tree, a dead whale. They're comparing us to that, and we are actually in that position where we I are being a whale. But you're dead. <laughs> Why am I dead? You'll be worth more dead. Yeah. So much blubber. Maybe not you. So much blubber, bro. It also kind of shows people cry more at your funeral than they care about you in real life. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> Dang. Bro, I wanna, I wanna like, I wanna creep people out on my funeral. I want like someone to go like do the whole thing, and then I'll, they'll see me, and then I'll disappear, right? And then it's just some guy who did like all this stuff, whatever. And they'll be like, oh, he rose from the dead. I don't know. That sounds cool. Like, I, I, I didn't follow, but yeah, sure. I want, I want to fake my death. <laughs> Sounds like, like a cool fantasy. I want to fake yeah. my death, but actually be dead. Exactly, bro. I've talked to you guys about this before. This is like totally off topic, but like when I die, like my last like two minutes, bro, I want to like start spilling fake secrets. Be like, there's a hundred million, there's like a hundred million dollars hidden somewhere, and I just don't finish the sentence or like something like that. Just to oh, make it really good. That's so funny. That'd, that'd be funny. <laughs> like where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, basically, like, but that actually had a hundred million. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like. There's no, there's no actual hundred million. You just make everybody go crazy. <laughs> and then the okay. they're gonna find this podcast and they're like, "Oh, you joking?" Told <laughs> them. The ultimate would be just that if you're a dad, you'd be like, "Son, there was one before you. You have an older, <laughs> and then you just die." <laughs> oh my god! Sorry. <laughs> He, he lives in time. <laughs> that would break your kid. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Or like he wouldn't care. I think I think overall the the documentary did a good good job of bringing to light like some of the stuff that goes on. But I think there's definitely a lot missing, or that they should have taken into consideration before finally releasing it. And isn't it like super over exaggerated as well? 
Well, yeah, but like I, I, I understand that part. That's it, just like it's over exaggerated, I mean, but it did what it's made to do. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it, it had it had the intended effect on me whenever I watched it. It got the point across. So, so I my last question is like, how do we just like? I know they had like suggestions at the end of the, um, the documentary of like how to get away from that how do we get away from that besides like what they said like i know one thing they said was like if if they recommend a youtube video don't click on that that's your free will don't click on that recommended youtube video um <laughs> i don't know how much that would help like, um, yeah. real. am i really gonna click a not recommended video bro yeah because i'm like i'm really not gonna watch it you know what i'm saying like what else can we do to like kind of distance ourselves from this demo? i would say i would say actively know which like what you're doing you know because like mm-hmm. even for me personally like i'm I'm guilty of doing the the, the two three hour scroll on tiktok whenever i first joined i've been more yeah. like i've been better about it but it's definitely happened and i didn't realize it so i think you just need to know like even going in like as as soon as you open the app like just know or like set yourself a time limit like even even ios and android both have like screen times on certain apps you can you can lock it to like 30 minutes for the day and it'll kick you out of the app yeah there have been so many times where i've i've scrolled through so much of instagram because i'm bored that it just shows me the same damn posts over and over i feel like the solution is to it's like a very simple but a very crude solution is just to live your damn life like life is meant to be experienced and you don't experience it by watching other people live it. You experience it by leaving your house and, you know, kind of like doing stuff yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. there was the... Um... Too bad we have COVID. Yeah, too bad we have COVID. That's exactly my point. Like even now, like the only reason why I hit, have those same posts is because I can't go outside and enjoy my mm-hmm. life with friends. I, like, I feel like that's the problem right now. But I mean, like Until... even then, like... Um, you can do like COVID free things but that wasn't necessarily my entire point I think I'm also getting to um, like why do you post why do you um, engage so heavily in social media it's because you want to show that crush it's because you want to show your group of friends it's because you want to get your like meter up or like count mm-hmm. up to like 250 or whatever right like like if you live your life for yourself, like all those things literally do not matter at the end of the day. Right. Um, And I think that's the biggest thing is live your life for yourself. Don't just do it to show your crush or your friends or whatever, you know? No, but yeah, I get it. Is it kind of, what do you mean? Kind of, what do you mean? Kind of, it's literally like how Dursh is living. He's like not even worth his time to pull out his phone. To give access to his Instagram, the camera. Oh, okay. Well, it's like you guys watch the documentary, so I feel like you guys have a stronger perspective on this than I do. Like, even if you guys tell me all this, right? I actually have no idea what I'm talking Hi, about. Yo, yeah, just answer this question. Answer this question. Okay. What do you benefit from Snapchat or Instagram or whatever you use on a daily basis? Well, sometimes I just use certain apps for communication that makes sense like i have group chats on apps but like disregarding like actual communication yeah 
We're like, can you realize absolutely that there's a nothing. difference? There's absolutely like, nothing. I think it's like to answer Sagar's question, it's important to realize that there is a life outside of social media. Like social media should not be your life. And that goes with what Visit uh, was saying. Like your life is your life to live. It's not to display. It's not to show on a screen. Yeah, so I, no, yeah. I didn't oh, I didn't hear that properly. I was breaking out laughing. That's a, that's what we're pretty much saying. Like you gotta disconnect your life that you that you're living and mm-hmm. the life that you have on the screen that's on the social media platform. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is pointless to have like a life on the screen. Yeah, there's no really like real benefit of social media besides maybe communication, but that even in that it's not really that great. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think I on a on a on like an individual level, like for like personal accounts or whatever, it really isn't worth your time. The only like I feel like the only reason where it's justified is like if you're really if you're trying to push out a message, like what Darsha was saying, like like if like a political message or like like if you're trying to like branding or like business or whatever, like in that aspect, I think social media is great. But if you're just there to to brag. like to like brag or like or like just just have a, a an alternate life on on the screen, it's like it's not worth your time at all, and it's not worth other people's time. Especially especially if it's like affecting your mental health like at oh, that yeah. point you you just yeah. delete that yeah honestly. like that's a big thing yeah. that you should but you can't you can't just delete the apps you're... and you also you, you also can't engage can't. when when it when it starts affecting your mental health because you don't know it right but I'm, if you can like realize if you realize that it's affecting your mental yeah. health then at that point you should but you're like definitely addicted to it yeah don't just i guess don't say, interact with it less right I think the first step everybody needs to take is go in their settings and look at your screen time. Okay. Just like, take a look, look at, at it. it. Look at Gosh, it not right now. Not I want it right now. We'll display. I'm telling, I'm telling all the people that are listening, like it'll blow yeah. your mind. I'm telling you. One of the things that like, I know oh, one of my friends, she continuously deletes her, all her social medias whenever like she needs to focus properly. I've done mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like, like studying so, for a test. Um, she deletes her social media for like three weeks. Mm. Like I feel like that's a good way to like, especially if you want to like focus on something, yeah. with like all your mind. Then just deleting something like that, it, it you don't need to stay connected um, through social media, right? You there's other ways to stay connected. So or have other people hold you accountable too. That works. Yeah. You know what I find intriguing about that is when people would do that, they would literally say how free they feel after those like three weeks and then just hop right back on <laughs> no they yeah. would hop on it and then say how free they felt off of it yeah <laughs> so it's kind of shocking um i spent three hours on tiktok today yeah wow actually wait, that counts from like in the morning like last night when i didn't sleep even worse so I, that's like so that's that's even worse dude, that was dude. me at like 4 a.m bro I spent an hour on spotify like 30 minutes on snap and then everything else is like hour picking your songs, <laughs> huh? <laughs> you spend an hour on Spotify. You listen to music for an hour. Oh, but it, does that include like background? Usage? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I just like it open does. It. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Like even I, I read somewhere, like not on the, not from the documentary, but like people open, just unlock their phone so many, like hundreds of times a day. That's me. I do that. Yeah. yeah. Like you just, you just unlock it and lock it right away. Like just to. I, yeah, I, have nothing on the, I have nothing on the notification. I just. Yeah. You unlock just unlock it anyway. But yeah, I think, I think a good first step is like to actually realize how much time you're wasting or like how much of your life you're actually putting into it. Cause that'll kind of put everything into perspective for you. Cause I think, yeah, you can go, go ahead and delete social media, but like, you're not actually going to understand like, right. like the reasoning behind it. And you're just going to get, get back, get right back on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many pros, there's so many cons. I think what I, even what I was saying in our text group chat is like, I think it's, it's all good and dandy. But if there you, needs to be limits. Like yeah. it needs to be limited a lot. There need to be limits yeah. in like government lawful regulation. Yeah, like it need it, yeah, it needs to be governed. And like even what you were saying, it's 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 not all the platform's fault. Of course it's it's the people too. But it's difficult. Like if there, to if there was, yeah, it's difficult. If there was a way to filter all that out, I would. But Viz, if you have anything else? No, yeah, that was a striking and engaging conversation. Mm-hmm. Yay! How do you take you out again? Yes. Uh, you bring me uh, roses and you take me to Taco Bell. Hey, dinner and hey. movie. Taco Bell? Man, you're a super budget-friendly date. I got zero standards, okay? Zero like when standards. It to, when it comes to dates and stuff like that, I don't care. Are you giving Are you me an insult sandwich, compliment sandwich? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. Telling me I'm zero standard worthy? <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed our this episode. Um, if you have any questions, you can always reach us on Instagram at brownandproud. Uh, social dilemma, man. We, we stopped using Instagram. Nah, follow us. Know. Follow us. Oh please. my god! As of December fifteenth, Brown and Proud is completely going offline, off the grid. <laughs> if please you do go hit that big like button, that big red juicy like button. Make sure you hit it. Please leave a comment <laughs> though. I hope We're you so enjoy the rest of your guys' comments. Brown like, and proud, proud, baby. Brown and proud. Brown and proud. From today on, we're only going to do live recitals of our podcast. It will not be recorded anywhere. <laughs>